Welcome back to uh, Workplay Obsession Life in Jiu-Jitsu. So first off, guys, let me start by thanking you uh, for your continued support and for those of you that I see in the gyms or on the streets or whatever um, that have that have uh, made comments or said they listen to the podcast or they've learned something through the podcast or it was just a really pleasure meeting you guys out there. Continue to dial in, continue to send me photos wearing uh, the t-shirts and obviously continue training out there, okay? This week we have our special, uh, second special collaboration with Trap BJJ. Uh, elite video instruction by top black belts from from around the world. So, guys, with Trap BJJ, you get step-by-step Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques right at your fingertips, 24 hours uh, a day, seven days a week, on all Apple and Android devices for you Android fans out there. And um, videos are updated weekly, and uh, you can tag and download your favorite videos for online use um, later on. Um, and you can go back there and reference them, find out where you're making your mistakes, or or ask your friends and buddies about uh, how you can improve. Um, if you're new to the show, guys, um, first of all, thank you um, for being here. And whether you were brought here via Trap BJJ or you just simply clicked the wrong tiny URL and you were searching for some other kind of material, um, if you came here through Snapchat or Instagram, um, thank you. If you don't know about us, um, feel free to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, or visit our website at WorkplayObsessionBJJ.com. Uh, uh, for past episodes, photos, videos, uh, there's a bunch of stuff on there, guys, so feel free to, to, to look over there. Um, so my guest today, sitting to my right, is Maritzia Mariasic. How close was I? It's not really. Oh, guys, I just rehearsed this about four or five times before we went live, and I still butchered it, so I will let you uh, correct it. But first, before we do that, let's go with um, um, a little bit about your past, um, how you got started, and a proper pronunciation. Okay, so my name is Marisha Mauyashak, and I started jujitsu uh, after already training judo for a few years and being in a <clears throat> national team for grappling for Poland. Some of my friends from the team told me that there will be a competition where I can win a ticket and go to Abu Dhabi, and I was like, hmm. I, let's try and I was like okay if, if I'm gonna compete at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu I gotta learn the rules right so I started training for like two months and then went for the trials won my ticket and that made me really happy that I cried I was so happy that I cried that happened second time in my life then and I was like okay I guess time to switch from judo to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu so that made you want to make the transition over from one yeah, to the other the another thing is like uh, I've been like in judo for many, many years then, and I was in national team for many years, and I would never be chosen to like represent my country, even when I was like a national champion. Uh-huh. And that really hurt me, like, you know, that uh, that the coach, I guess, didn't like me or whatever, that they wouldn't give me a chance to go. They would always pick someone else from my weight class, even if that person wasn't the Poland champion. So that, that really makes you not want to keep going. And if there is something you know, you find something better, something new, you can learn new stuff, and I guess that's why. And the fact that I was so happy that I won something more than a medal made right. me want to try and change. No, that makes sense. So that makes perfect sense. So let me ask you this. I was thinking about it. You kind of covered it a little bit. 
but how did you uh, arrive at judo? And I don't know what's the biggest sport in Poland, uh, so you can educate me on that, but how did you arrive there from all the other activities and things going on? So uh, I got into judo after going to a new school. Uh, I met then my judo coach at the school because we were supposed to have a swimming pool lesson, but the swimming pool was closed and they <laughs> took us for a walk. And one of my friends was already training judo and she was like walking with the coach and I was walking with them and he told me, hey, instead of going to Pizza Hut once a month, you can come and train judo for a month. And I was like, oh. And I went there, fell in love with judo from the first class and all I could think about was like, oh, I'm going to judo on uh, Wednesday or on Saturday. I was already right. thinking it's Sunday and I'm gonna go to judo on Monday, like the next day, but then it was one day in between and I was like, so excited to keep training and doing it. That's pretty interesting because I think if I had the choice between Pizza Hut or judo or any training whatsoever, <laughs> I'd probably be in Pizza Hut. But okay, that's that's you know that's a sound choice, and it seems like it's gotten you, you know, pretty far along down yeah. the road now. Um, tell us about I guess your transition from from Poland to the U.S. How did that happen? So uh, after getting a second place in Abu Dhabi in 2012 yeah when I had a final with Gabi Garcia mm -hmm. Robert Drysdale came to Poland for the summer camp and he said hey he told the, the, the boss for Drysdale Jiu Jitsu in Poland that they have to make it happen to send me the next year to go to America to compete at Worlds okay so like the people from Poland helped me with the ticket and got me the ticket and Robert took care of me in Las Vegas that's how I Start like that. That was my first trip to America, and when I came there, I met Abmar and you know fell in love and decided to come back. Right. So, so that that brought you from. So were you ever in Vegas for a long time, or did you went went from Poland, did a visit, then back to Poland, then over this way? The first time I came, I came for a month because every time like you know you plan like a trip like that uh, far away and mm -hmm. you have a chance to go and it's already like covered and everything. I planned my trip for a month. I was there for I think two weeks before for the camp and then two weeks afterwards. Uh, and then me and Ammar, we decided to start our life together in right. Las Vegas. So we lived there for like about six months and then uh, we decided to go back to Virginia. Okay. Now, so I guess mostly in Virginia and, and a little bit that time in Vegas, how much has the game changed or what do you see different between the jiu-jitsu you learned in in Poland mm -hmm. vice what you've learned or how you've evolved here in the States <clears throat> uh, when I when I was training in Poland I can't say that I was a guard player or whatever I always wanted to like learn spider guard mm -hmm. like the first time like I went to a seminar and I saw it I was like whoa that's really cool but I was told that I have too short and too fat legs to, <laughs> to do spider guard you know and I was like whatever they were like laughing at me from trying to do spider guard right and like after I met Abmar and we started training together and everything, I managed to like play guard, which doesn't happen very often with like heavyweights, mm -hmm. right? And people would be surprised after a few years when I would like instead of doing stand up, which I was expected to do, especially because I was doing judo before, uh -huh. started pulling guard. All of those girls were like, "What is she doing?" <laughs> you know. So that's a big change uh, change that happened in my game that I mm -hmm. can play guard and I can still pass guard. Right. Even like Robert Dreiser told Admar that he made a mir miracle happen that I am playing guard, you know. So, yeah, I guess that's the, the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. and, and so is that your is that your preference still, the spider guard? And I like play spider guard, but right now I 
play more I think De La, de la Hiva okay. with like X and stuff like I, I mix those I, I use spider more to like uh, create space or to like recover and everything I don't really sweep much from spider guard I think so you mentioned that um, you know having your judo background now looking at the the women's competitive scene um, is there more a majority of um, like guard pullers and bottom game or do you get to actually use your judo a lot I don't use my judo at all right now I'm I mean, like, I've watched, I'm so like, I know. Yeah, this is more I'm, like, for them. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to do stand-up, I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull. If they want to pull, they can pull. But if they don't want to pull, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not losing time dancing with you on the mat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. And we've seen that before where you, the kind of the words you use, you know, you see guys or gals lose, you know, two or three minutes dancing around trying, you know, for one takedown. Or it could be, you know, kind of stalling in their mind, you know, and you just uh, kind of get right to it. So we talked about um, – training in Poland, training in the U.S., the evolution of your training, and we talked about it in the green room, since we don't really have a green room here, but um, <laughs> before we went live about uh, different methods of training, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into um, trap a little bit, uh, in a little bit, and online training, but let's talk about your, prior to, uh, to trap, your preference or your method of training. What does that look like for you? Uh, for me, I just come to the gym five days a week and I do what I'm told to do or if I'm the person who has to teach the class I do what I show yeah <laughs> you know and try to if for example if it's a position that I do and I teach that position I'm like okay I'm gonna try to do it on the left side so my left side is getting better because I wasn't doing that for a while especially when I was training uh, judo I would never do left side because it felt really like weird like I was a robot like a robot <laughs> yeah yeah so with that, what do you think about, not what do you think about, but how much exposure, because we'll get to that part later, but how much exposure did you have to, um, or how much was your game built on seminars, uh, open mat type deals, or was it just your, your main gym and your main training and that was it? So when I was a uh, white belt, blue belt, purple belt, I would go to as many seminars as I could, especially when I lived in Poland, when there, if there were any people coming to Poland, we would like drive in for four hours or more just to go to a seminar to learn something new. I believe that uh, every coach has their own game and they show their own stuff mostly. Like they might try to show other techniques because they want their students to evolve and learn all the other things. But right. I think it's really important to go to seminars to see other people's games that uh, because it can affect later your game. Like you can go to a seminar, see like Spider Guard, or you can come to the seminar with me today, see the stuff I do and say, whoa, this is cool. This is what I want to do. Like what I just said about the Spider Guard. Yep. yep. I was like, whoa, I want to do Spider Guard. And then, you know, I, I really wanted to do it. And I was trying. People at my gym were laughing at me. But honestly, if somebody is laughing at you from the stuff that you want to do, maybe you should think about finding another place to train, you know? Yeah. Some, someone that's going to support yeah, what you actually are yeah, you, interested yeah, in doing. You, you can't listen to other people telling you there is something that you can't do because, I don't know, because you have, because your legs are too short or too long, too fat or too skinny. You know, if you want to do something, just do it. And uh, after, you know, practicing it a lot, it will come to you and it will work. So, okay, I was going to ask you, so I did mention we're going to get into the trap part of it a little bit. So. From my recollection, someone will correct me if I'm wrong Wrong out there. I think you're the first female instructor mm -hmm. on TRAP. So uh, congratulations for that. Thank you. Um, looking at that, are we going to see a lot of that famous spider guard that's out there now? For me, actually, I, I'm a fan of your knee bars. So <laughs> that's, that's my personal thing. I am a tall and lanky guy who 
also play Spider Guard. Um, I was actually told you should be playing Spider Guard because I'm so tall. So I'm interested in that. But um, is that something that we're going to find on Trap? I think there are some some uh, basic Spider Guard stuff, and there's more Della X okay. in there. Yeah. That's cool. And so, some passing too. So for those of you guys and gals out there, if, if that's what you're interested in or if you've never really been exposed to it, um, it's a great place to start, um, great place to reference. But that kind of dovetails into the next piece, what they're, what, what uh, part of the mission with TRAP is not only are you exposed to the lessons and the techniques that the instructors are providing on the video, but the effort is to bring the instructors out to seminars, much like we're doing today. So you have exposure to uh, Mauricio's techniques and, and kind of mindset on the videos, but here today we're also doing a seminar for a few hours to actually get to say, hey, I've, I've seen this Spider Guard video on Trap. I've watched it a hundred times, but I think I'm missing these details. Mm -hmm. Can you help me with that? Um, so I think that's great. And that kind of goes into what you talked about where um, um, you see have some of it on, uh -huh. ask, yes, go ahead. I'll let you talk about yeah, that you a can little like bit. See, even like you can see another techniques on the internet, let's say, Let's say you go to trap, see my see my techniques or somebody else's techniques, and then then you're gonna be like, oh, I think this is gonna be really cool for me, and then maybe somebody you can find like the seminar of that person in the area or somebody else. You can find somebody else who does that stuff and go to their seminar. So I think that's that's another way to do it. Uh, and there wasn't when I was like a white, blue, purple belt, there wasn't that there. So right. So I, I know we discussed. Um, your preference to train at the academy and just uh, continue to go there and, and kind of steer away from some of the other um, methods of training out there. So what are, what are some of the pitfalls that you've seen of people who kind of train more by video and don't do the mix? Yeah. I'm going to let you talk about yeah, that because yeah. I know we said it's a... Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> another thing that happens in Jiu-Jitsu a lot. There's many people who are like fans, more like fans or whatever, or more like, oh, I'm going to... Like, let's say you are a white belt and then you see a burning ball on the internet and you're like, oh, I'm going to learn the burning ball. No, you got to first learn the basic stuff in the class, listen to your coach. After you get like through a, let's say, purple belt, then you can like maybe you know so-so what your game is going to be and what you should look for and other techniques that you should look for to learn you know i right. think that that that's the like that's the way it should be i understand like that's really cool that there are techniques online that you can see and check and like let's say review what you did in class or at a seminar but i wouldn't recommend to white belts going on youtube and looking for techniques that are too advanced for them let's say like first you gotta learn the basic stuff and then keep it going right so and, th and that's I, I specifically asked that question because we discussed it earlier but two um, it's kind of the I'll say the beauty of trap is what we mentioned earlier is not only do you have exposure to the techniques um, via the online or if you download them offline videos and techniques but you're going to be exposed to the actual instructors that are providing the techniques by visiting uh, the seminars that they provide or visiting uh, some of the other events that are going to be provided. So I think you have kind of both sides of it. It's not only watching the video, but you have exposure to these um, yeah, you wonderful can ask instructors. And, and ask find your mistakes, let's say, of the techniques you already tried. No, I, I think that's great. And because yeah. a lot of times, as we discussed, that's what happens. You, you pull these videos down and you, you're missing the details that the instructors will bring you when you actually see them in person. So I think, that, I think that's great. Um, so multiple... Um, accomplishments so far 
Um, congratulations Thank on you. your your pans this year. Thanks. Um, awesome to watch. Um, too many things to write down, guys. So I was being lazy and I was like, ah, I'm just going to kind of gloss over it a little bit. But I do want to ask you, what has been your favorite jujitsu moment uh, thus far? So let me caveat that. It doesn't have to be as a competitor. Mm-hmm. It can be as a fan. It can be as um, a teacher. Maybe you had a student who did really well. So um, there was many. Like first, like what I said about the ticket to Abu Dhabi, that was really, no, that's not the first, that's the second. First one was when I was uh, at, a, I think, grappling world championships and I was fighting Penny Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I got an e-bar when I was like a brand new, new be- uh, blue belt on like, a, you know, ADCC medalist, black belt female. I was like crying. I couldn't stop crying. And I was like so happy that I managed like, you know, to get that. Uh, <clears throat> another one was with the ticket when I already decided to, after that, decided to switch to jujitsu. Then the next one I would say was the Pan Ams now. This re- most recent yeah, one. Uh-huh. For if, if it's about the competition. About my students, like I teach kids class and uh, I was really happy when, like when parents tell me like that their kids are like doing better at school, for example, because nice. of jujitsu and that's really, really like things that I really love to hear that there's, that I'm doing something right, that, you know, it's helping others, that it's not only exercise, but that's all, uh, also like exercise for the brain or, you know. No, yeah, sometimes once you add in that, that element of, of training, right, it kind of brings everything together, it brings a little bit of focus, it brings um, a motivation where they're like, okay, I'm ready to go train today, and then they have you there, you know, as a as not only a, an instructor, but as kind of a mentor mm-hmm. and a guide, and, and they get in that environment around their friends, and it, it, it really helps the entire life, not just, you know. Um, the jiu-jitsu aspect of it so I think it's I think it's great um, like for me as a child when I was training judo because I started when I was 12 years old I would hear like after a while I would hear oh and there was drugs in your school and I'm like where <laughs> I like I never heard like <laughs> yeah. I never know because I every single every single uh, night after school I would go to my judo club and the train there wasn't like if somebody told me hey let's go to a party I was like sorry I can't yeah. I gotta go training. I can maybe go after, like on Friday after my training, and maybe I can go and meet you guys somewhere. But I would never, like, it was very important part of my day. Like, it was the the most important part of my day. Even if I was like sick, I wouldn't go to school. I had to go to judo. I only wouldn't go to judo if I was taking antibiotics because right. my mom was like, "Oh, no, now you can't." No, and you, yeah, you're trying yeah. to you're trying to recover. So let's talk about for a second the the competition aspect of it. What do you think? is the single most important thing someone can do uh, if they want to be a competitor yes so uh, I don't think there is a single thing I, I actually wrote a, a blog on my on my blog blog on my blog <laughs> about uh, what is it what is what is the blog my blog is called littlejohninc.com littlejohninc.com yeah I not sh- the rapper I should, Little John, I like. should change to <laughs> no I should that, that's actually a translation of my last name to English so ah, so that's okay. why uh, I should have changed it to Grumpy Girl BJJ, yes. but that will take me probably a while. So the thing is, like, I believe there is like a triangle mm-hmm. uh, for a success in jiu-jitsu. So you gotta have a strength, technique, and uh, like you gotta believe in yourself. That's really important. Like, if you have one of those two, you have big chance to be successful. But the most important part of those is to have that uh, believe. Like, if you believe in yourself 
Andrew Strong, that, that was me until I came to America and met uh -huh. Admar, started learning technique a little bit better. Uh, you can win. I won, I won words at Purple Belt when I wasn't very technical. I had my judo base, mm -hmm. I had some jiu-jitsu, and I was really strong. <laughs> and I managed to win world to championships win, yes. uh -huh. and got second place in open class. So that's why I believe that, you know, maybe at a black boat it will be already a little bit more difficult because that's already a little bit different level. But I, get, I believe like if you train that long to get to a black boat, you will get technical. You know, okay, so. so one more time for everyone out there. What's the triangle again? One more time. Strength, technique, and self-belief. Strength, technique, and self-belief. Yeah, like what I did now before Pan Ams. Two weeks before Pan Ams, I wrote on my mirror in the bathroom, uh, uh, 2018 Pan Am champion. So every single day, I'll, every single time I would go to the bathroom, I would see myself in the mirror with the writing on top. And it, I, it might sound silly, but it, I believe it really helped me. Like yeah. even when I went already, when I was already in California, I was going to the restroom between the fights. I would see myself in the mirror and I would tell myself, Pan Am Champion 2018. So for all and you guys happened. preparing for uh, DC Open, April 7th and 8th, I think it is. <laughs> right on your mirror. So right on, yeah, get going. New York Opens after that. Some of you guys are competing at Fight to Win. Uh, if you're not already there, here's the triangle. Write it up on your mirror. <laughs> get yourself focused. Um, those are great. What's the, what's the blog again? Just uh, for those. Lil, Lil John L-Y-L. J O H N I N C dot com. Nice, nice. So there's another uh, resource for you out there to follow her blog, and then of course we'll have um, the your what's your Instagram again? I think it's Grumpy BJJ Girl or Grumpy Girl BJJ. It might be Grumpy BJJ Girl. Grumpy underscore BJJ Girl. I see. I asked her yeah. because I knew I would get it wrong. That's yeah. why. <laughs> That's why. I'm I not sure. <laughs> I'm, ne I'm never sure. I always have to check. Yep. So those are. Uh, uh, two more resources that you can follow. I, I like that. I like the triangle. Um, I think that's really good for people to hear and to help them with their mind, with their mindset. A lot of people don't understand the importance of believing uh, in yourself, believing in yourself yeah. and the mental um, aspect. Yeah. Of, I don't, of I don't, I don't understand going to competition and be like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go there and check myself. You're not going to competition. Check yourself. You're going there to win. Yeah. You can't go and be like, Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. No. If you decide to spend the money for the registration, decide to spend the money for the preparation, decide to spend the money to go there, you can't go and think about, oh, I'm gonna check myself. Okay, maybe if you're like, I don't know, some older lady or older guy who are who just like likes to do jiu-jitsu, doesn't want to be a champion or whatever, just wants to support the sport, that's yep. fine. But if you think about being a champion, being the best, then you gotta believe that you that you are the best, that you're gonna be the best. Right, and like I said, with the DC Open coming up and New York Open coming up, I know a lot of people in this area, in DC, Maryland, and Virginia are competing at those events. I really think that's a great message for them to hear so they can say, hey, am I training hard enough? Am I mentally preparing hard enough? A am I going to be ready for, what, two, three weeks from now uh, when, when the rubber's gonna meet the road, so to speak? Let me ask you, what, um, talking about competition, I know you've done Fight to Win, um, I, I saw that one. I think that was a knee bar victory mm -hmm. that night as well. Um, what is your preference? So let's say gi, no gi, IBJJF, submission only, ADCC. What, uh, what's your preference? Right now it's gi. If you asked me a few years ago, I would probably say no gi. But right now it's my preference definitely is gi. I don't really like to train much no gi right now. Mm -hmm. Like I train a month before if there is a competition coming up for a month every single day, but otherwise I don't really do no gi anymore. I, I, I think that 
uh, gi is way more important and it's a lot easier to uh, go from gi to no gi than going from no gi to gi. Like if you if you want to compete in gi and in no gi, do gi, take your gi off for a month before the competition and you're gonna be fine. Because no gi is so much, like it's really simple. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu in the gi is a lot yeah. more difficult and there's a lot of more, you know, grips and everything. And one more thing, so I'm gonna rewind a little bit. So I missed a question that was okay. on here. Um, we were talking about the competition and, and your, your, your um, victories, your stellar performances, let's, let's label it as that. What do you think were the key factors that, that contributed to your success? And we can talk about from the beginning of your judo days mm -hmm. because you were successful in judo as well um, up until now. So I always believed in myself. Uh, up until, I think last year. Last year I had a problem. I, I didn't believe in myself that much and I didn't get the results I wanted. I had like a little bit kind of difficult time because of the uh, opening the gym and everything. Mm -hmm. I had to like, uh, make sure I keep my status here in America so I had to switch my visa and everything and it wasn't very easy for me like uh, you know mentally and like, mentally not like I was, was going crazy but like it was really uh, hard emotionally maybe mm -hmm. uh, that would be the right word and I lost that and uh, fortunately after talking to Hanette Stuck mm -hmm. after she came for a seminar to us I realized what was the problem and I started working on that so so I, I was actually typing something down as you said it um, and I don't want to come across as uh, male chauvinist or anything like that but I do want to ask this question it's because many people say women are more emotional than men mm -hmm. right so <laughs> how do you deal with uh, emotions not you personally mm -hmm. or it could be on the women's side because I see I've seen it more where I'll use I'll say crying as an example it mm -hmm. could maybe may not be crying but how do you deal with that with students? And if you've had to deal with it on a personal level, overcoming I, those emotions? If I see any of my students crying or like getting like a panic attack or whatever, I go to them and I talk to them, try calm them down, give them a hug and everything. Because I understand I had panic attacks before too. So I, I understand how it works and I know it's nothing you know nice mm -hmm. <laughs> to be going through and you need someone there to help you with it, you know? For me, there was always someone, if I had my panic attack, there was always someone who would tell me, breathe, calm down, you know, uh -huh. you gotta, you gotta um, uh, control it to come out of it and be fine. And do you think that um, for, a, for an elite level women's competitor, do they need to have a, a jujitsu women a woman mentor like they're like you mentioned Hanette Stack yeah. who a lot of people follow on Instagram I follow on Instagram she's I follow her on Twitter as well extremely motivational um, hardworking so I know people can probably reach out to her on Instagram and uh, the way she is she'd probably reply but um, do you think that uh, I know they can have like a male coach that's there but do you mm -hmm. think they need to have that female mentor behind them I don't think you need to have one like I I really uh like Hanet after like I met her in person like you know I never I was never a fan of anybody mm -hmm. before you know I was never like oh like for example I would go for competition my friends would be like I would go to Abu Dhabi right where there is all of those black belts and everything and my friends would be oh can you please ask Bushasha for a um, autograph, autograph. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like and I, I never did because <laughs> this is you know this is not something I would do right right you know so 
That's yeah. interesting. So let's talk about your future goals. What are you looking at right now? Uh, worlds. Worlds. Yes. Nice. And um, well, we know what that means. That means <laughs> that means gold. That means number one. So there's there's no question to follow that up. How about as in uh, as an instructor? As an instructor, I I want to keep training with my kids and yeah. uh, go compete with them a little bit more because we competed once, and we don't. We, I, I, my 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 kids program is getting bigger right now, but right. it wasn't very big, and we had like I think from. We had more than half of my students compete at the first competition, and only one of them didn't get a medal. You know, and I was like, with some of them, I was like so surprised, right? Because they in the class they wouldn't show that they're gonna actually, you know, <laughs> make like, oh, it that far. Yeah, and then yeah. we went to the competition. One of the boys was bleeding during the fight, and he like kept going like crazy. Like he he was he's a white belt, and he beat up like a orange belt. I was yeah. like, and then lost the final in like last thirty seconds by like two points. But it could be, you know, exactly what you said, that mental thing where yeah, you know, he was believed like, in himself. He was, and yeah, there was like, it was like, uh, it was US grappling, so there was no gi first. And he was like, I already want to go. I want to fight. I want to fight. And there yeah. was like a few hours, too, that they had to wait. Nice. It was so really that, cute. that's that mental thing that you referenced. Yeah. He was mentally prepared and, and believed in himself, you know, and then that's, that's the results you get, which is sometimes you have people that are on the opposite side who technically are more skilled, but they just don't believe or they don't have the... The, the passion and they end up losing so great so one last question as we kind of wrap it up what's the time and location of the seminar today well i can answer that uh, question but i'll let you do it <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start at 12 o'clock at the ground control in columbia maryland which is actually where we where are right we now are, yes so uh in uh in the front lobby of ground control um and I won't spoil it, but if you want to mention some of the things we're going to do today, or do you just say you have to be here to find out? Uh, we're going to do some Delax today. Nice. Yes. Nice. So if, if you weren't already uh, planning on attending, there you go. You have uh, the inside scoop of what's going on today. So maybe you want to hop in your car and, and drive on over and, and, and join us on the mats. So um, before we wrap up, do you have any sponsors that you'd like to mention? Uh, yes, I have a sponsor, Hyperfly. Okay. That gives me all the amazing gear, and thank you very much for that. I really love the, their geese. And if you want to get something, uh, you can uh, get a 10% discount writing Grumpy10 on the checkout, the promo code. Nice. Well, I don't have any sponsors, so if you want to give me free stuff and I'll mention your name on the podcast, um, I like hats, shirts. I'm wearing my own shirt because I don't have any sponsors. So, But I, I do have more Workplay Obsession t-shirts, by the way, so hit me up. Um, Workplay Obsession uh, on Instagram, Workplay Obsession on Facebook, WorkplayObsessionBJJ.com uh, uh, for the, the website. Of course, guys, what, what our mission is, just to remind you, is to bridge the gap between traditional martial arts and combatives for military, law enforcement, and first responders, guys, and to bring it out there um, across Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. So um, where can we find you? I know we've mentioned it a few times, but on social media. Uh, grumpy underscore BJJ girl on Instagram, and my fan page is Maria Mawiasak BJJ on Facebook. All right, guys, so that's pretty much all we have for you today. Thanks for um, dialing in. Like I said, 12 o'clock, we're going to be going live with the seminar here. So if you're not already signed up and you weren't planning to attend, grab your gi, get in your car, drive on over, and come join us on the mats. Um, it's going to be a great time. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, guys, keep grinding. See you later.